Before we begin, I wanted to let you know that examples of the work described in this episode can be found on Facebook and Instagram at The Creationist Podcast. Oh, and um, please excuse the COVID-19 audio quality. Hi, I'm Steve Waxman, your host for The Creationist, a podcast about people who create. Are you one of those people that have fantasized about changing the course of your life, of taking control and spending each day doing the one thing that you love the most? If so, then this is the episode for you. Pauline Lactan was a computer programmer in Montreal building and maintaining websites for musicians when she decided to learn the art of paper folding. And now, as Miss Cloudy, Pauline's work can be found in art galleries and as installations in hotels and shopping malls. I really um, want to to push people to do stuff. I, I tr- actually, it was the first thing I wanted to do with Miss Cloudy. It was to inspire people to create uh, because I think it's really important for your health, you know. And right now, it's uh, it's really true. Like people need art in their life, and I really want to inspire them to to do it. Also, what I do. I don't, I'm not going to say it's, uh, it's not, um, it's easy, but everybody can do it in the way that if you start something, it can, it can lead you like anywhere. When I say folded paper, you probably think origami. But Pauline's art is much different than the folded paper animals we might normally associate with origami. So naturally, I started by asking, what's the difference? At first, I will say that there is no difference. Uh, because what I do is origami, but it's just because people think origami is um, something really precise, like uh, the animals. So most of the time when I say I do origami, people don't don't understand that it can be that also. But origami is a very large art, I will say. And uh, there is a lot of different kind of origami. So it's not only the animals. You can do so much stuff with uh, folding papers. That um, That's a large, um, uh, how do you say that, um, practice, like a large practice in Japan. So you can have, like, what I do is tessellation. You learn how to repeat uh, a pattern. So the pattern is folding papers. And uh, yes, so this is a technique of um, repetition out of paper. Uh, So how did you learn this? Uh, I read a book and after that, uh, I just practice. So it's a, I really teach myself how to do it. So it was a lot of uh, trying and uh, failing and trying and failing. So it's all about that. When did this start? I'm, I'm going to reach my six years um, uh, next week. So okay. it all began like six, year, uh, yeah, six years ago. And uh, just because I was tired of my job, uh, I was a web um, strategist, uh, freelance also. But I was on my computer all day and uh, I was just tired of it. So because I'm a really creative person, I was just like creating stuff at home. And at some point it, it begins like to, to grow. So people just, they just ask me to do stuff for them. At first it was only friends. And after that, it was bigger and bigger. How did you decide that this was going to be the creative outlet for you? Honestly, I just let it grow like really um, in an organic way. I didn't 
I didn't plan anything. At some point, it begins to be like more uh, serious. But at first, it was like like just I like it. I'm gonna do it, and if somebody wants it, I'm gonna work with it. But at first, it was really not a plan for me. So did you do a whole bunch of work that you just kept around your own house? Or were you handing them out to people? When did it become professional? Uh, it became professional uh, four years ago. Actually, one of my best friends uh, was getting married. And she asked me to, to do a, a murals for her. It was like a 10 by 10 feet murals. And uh, I just posted it on Facebook and Instagram and after that, it begins. My first call f uh, was from uh, Four Seasons to make uh, the same kind of mural for the uh, Museum of Fine Arts. So it just began like that. I didn't plan to, to do it professionally and to be paid for it. So it was really a surprise for me. And after that, I worked with uh, Veuve Clico and other brands. And it just like kind of started that way. So in the beginning, were you designing specific things that you were learning out of the books? And then how does it then translate that you start doing your own visions? I was trying all those forms out of the book and uh, it just started in my head. I was like, okay, with this form, I can do that or I can do that. So it was really like just exploring what I can do with simple um, origami form. So at first it was, it was only that. And after that, I, I needed to figure it out how to, to use them because um, they are not flat. It's 3D form. So I need to figure out how I'm going to put them on the wall, how I'm going to glue them on the wall. So it was a lot of learning by myself how to do all the stuff and uh, how to use them. But uh, actually, it was all in my head. Every time I have an idea, it's really in my head. And after that, I figure it out how I'm going to do it in real life. Well, where does the inspiration come from? It's a big question because I see stuff. I, I've got a good memory. So sometimes I see stuff like a few years ago and I just, it, it, it's like in my head, some, uh, somewhere in my head. And also I've got a book where I draw all, the, all my ideas. So I do that for a few years now and uh, I've got maybe uh, 10 of them. And sometimes I, I realize when I read them, that some ideas that I do now, it's an idea that I had, uh, that I have like maybe uh, four years ago, and now it's, it's real. But at first, it's just something that I have in my mind, just something that I saw on, in, maybe on Instagram or at the museum. It can be like so much stuff, like from everywhere, but yeah. It's, it's like a mixed match of so many stuff <laughs> that I see like everywhere. So it's really hard to explain. I'm, I'm really curious as about the process when you start to fold paper and you have something in your mind, does it follow through to what your end goal is or does it then sort of take a road less traveled, go a different, a different way altogether and come out as something different than what you had first intended because i'm 
I'm defining myself more like uh, an abstract origamist, you know. I don't like because I don't do like um, animals or something real. Uh, it's always like shapes and emotions. So I'm trying just to translate something that I have in in my heart, like emotions. So it's always new. It's always a new road. I I don't plan so sometimes I know what I want to do I know the feeling I want to to have it in the piece but sometimes I don't know how I'm gonna do it so um, I'm just trying a lot of stuff I've got in my studio it's crazy I've got so many stuff that I try so it's only like a small pieces of uh, of everything and at some point I know I'm gonna do something with it but I need to to create a lot of stuff to to get out of my mind and my body everything that I um, that I feel, and after that I create with those stuff. I don't know if it <laughs> if it's um, if you understand, but I I think I understood perfectly. I understand perfectly. I have a question that might be a silly question, but I'm really curious. What is the biggest piece of paper that you work with to create with oh uh the normally my my um the the, the piece of paper is uh 25 inches uh by uh 38 inches and after that uh it's just like a big um lego like i i play with it and i yeah, I assemble like everything together. So it's not like a big, big, big piece, you know. It's hard to find to, to find it anyway. You have to, if you want like a big piece of paper, you have to work with um, like a supplier who can can do something custom. So it's it's hard to find. Um, in Europe, it's better, but in North America, it's hard to find those kind of stuff. Do you order cut? Do you design custom paper at all for anything? Or I did notice in the piece that I saw online, you uh, doing I think black magic marker drawings on some paper. So I was just curious: is is that the way you always do um, papers that have designs on them, or are, do you design specific paper that you're going to eventually fold and have a supplier uh, produce those for you? Uh, so I I have a supplier that I work with that I love because uh, this uh, this brand this is a brand of paper they got so many color that that I can use it's like my palette so it's in the paper is super a super quality so um, I love to fold in uh, in this like brand but after that all the designs that I draw it's me because I wanted to buy paper with the with pattern on it, but every time I don't like it that much, and uh, so now I'm trying to to create my own. I'm not a painter, you know. I I learned everything by myself, so it's a slow process to learn. I learned how to fold. Now I I'm trying to learn myself out how to paint and, and draw and everything. So, yeah, it's a slow process, but I really like it. And, uh, and nowadays, I, I really learn a lot of stuff because I have got, I've got so many times to create right now. So I'm trying new stuff, like painting and everything. 
And are there any special tools that you're using when you're creating the larger works? Not really. It's really a pen, like uh, to uh, mark the paper. And I use a pen without ink in it just to make the prefold. But that's it. After that, it's just uh, working with my hand. Well, your hands must be very strong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just realized recently that, yeah, yes, yes, they, they become like pretty strong. <laughs> so I was curious too as to how you started creating art for models to wear. I met so Melika to, for this project. It was really like just a meeting between two people and we were like, oh, I love your stuff and I like your stuff. So maybe we can do something together. And uh, and that's it. It was like the beginning of it was only that. I made some stuff before that, uh, but it was the first time I really think about it and that it, it was like, uh, maybe I create like 20, 25 um, costumes for this project. So it was pretty huge, but it was so fun to do. And I've got a new project on the road for, for another series uh, with new costumes. So I'm pretty excited about it. So you, you design the, the piece yourself or are you designing it with a clothes designer? Uh, no, just myself. Because it's going to be like um, an art uh, photography series. So it's really not fashion in a way. People think they can wear it like every day. Not every day, but sometimes I've got people who ask me to, to make them a, a dress for a party or something. But it's really art. It's not fashion. So uh, I think it's beautiful because you don't think you can wear paper. And I think it's why plié was so strong in the, in the mind of people because it was not supposed to be... Um, wearable but there is a lot of um it was not like you know you can't wear it like like every day and and we i don't know the word in english tricher you know it's photograph so you can uh, you can work with it you can hide stuff just to think it's it's working but it's not really you know so yeah for the next one it's just like um i don't want to say too much because uh, it's it's gonna be really great, but I think I, I'm I'm having like maybe three months of um, development on the costume. Um, we were supposed to shoot at the beginning of July, but with everything right now, I don't know if it's gonna be possible. But uh, we'll see. <laughs> so plié was, of was it a show or was it? What did you um, present it as? Uh, it was an exhibition, so we made an exhibition in Montreal um, uh, with the costume and uh, and the photograph, and uh, it was a, a really good a good show because it was the first time I was uh, making um, an exhibition with my stuff, so it was really great to see the people react to it, and uh, and the series we. We, we stand for some stuff about um, the, the diversity in the, in the Bali world. So I know that the, the subject of the series was really powerful for, for a lot of people. So uh, we work. It's, it was not only about making something beautiful. There is like a message behind it. 
And I think people really appreciate this series because of that. Uh, do you receive briefs from clients that you then propose designs for, or do they tell you what it is they're looking for specifically, and then you go ahead and design to that brief? Uh, depends. Uh, sometimes people want something really uh, precise. They, they saw something in my portfolio and they want that. So uh, I create something really um, with a lot of boundaries, you know. If it's for a brand and they want to, to, to use it for uh, publicity or other stuff, it's, uh, there is boundaries. But sometimes people ask me um, uh, an art installation, so ha- I've got more freedom to do uh, what I want to do. Sometimes I just give them, okay, it's going to be those colors. I'm going to use maybe those shapes. But it's I, I'm, I've got a lot of freedom. For um, Like right now, I'm working on an, on an uh, art installation for Centriton um, uh, in Montreal. So it's... Um, a shopping center in the in downtown Montreal. So they asked me to do a big art installation. It's going to be like the biggest one I made in Montreal. So it's like 36 feet of, uh, of walls. So it's going to be pretty huge. And uh, so I've got a brief. They, they know what, you know, they, they give me like some r- road, but after that, uh, I'm working on my own ideas. I, I show them and if it's okay, it's okay. And we work on the ideas, but I've got a lot of freedom in um, for that. Well, that, that takes us to the, uh, the Lunar New Year at Yorkdale. It's a huge, huge piece. And I was just wondering how that project came together. Um, they approached me because they thought uh, last year and this year I met the... Uh, um, Christmas window di- windows display for Simons. So it was a huge contract. I, I made all the windows display for Simons across Canada. So um, they saw the windows display and they wanted to adapt it for uh, this installation. Um, it's more like I work with a team for that because uh, I can't like fold everything by myself. It's too big. So um, I, for that, I, I, they just choose like the, the shape of the lamp they wanted. And uh, I propose some different kind of paper that I can use for that. And, uh, and yeah, that's it. It was actually, it was really like easy to do because really? it's only lamp for me. It's easy to do a lamp. So, yeah, it's just okay. a repetition of it. Because right. it was like 300 lamps to do, to fold and to assemble. So it's a lot of work. So that's why I need a team because it's hard to do it by myself. So can you tell us a little bit about your background? Where did you grow up and uh, what led you to, um, I guess, computer programming before you got into, before you got into paper folding? Um, it's, it's even more, uh, intricate than that because, so I'm French, you can hear my accent. So yeah, I'm French. Um, so I grew up, um, in France and, um, where were you born? Uh, I'm born in Bourges. So it, in, in the center of France. So it's not like a big city. It's a really small city. <laughs> 
And uh, I decided to come to Canada so 14 years ago uh, for my uh, master degree. Uh, I'm a musician at first, so I, um, I have a master degree in musicology. And uh, I'm also a violinist, classical violinist. I play for 20 years. And, uh, and yeah, that's my background. <laughs> so how do you go from being a musician to working with computers? Oh, it's because when I, um, when I had my master degree, um, I wanted to work in the music industry. So I work uh, for a label for four years. And um, web marketing was a huge thing at this point. And it was the beginning of the social media, Facebook and everything. So um, they put me on, on, the, um, on this project, like the, web, the website and the social media. So it just began to, it just happened. It was my specialty. And uh, after that, um, a lot of people, in, like a lot of friends around me, like artists, musicians, asked me to, to, to do their websites and uh, help them with their web strategy for the social media and everything. And I just started to, to, to take like contract um, on, on the side. And uh, I really liked it. I really like to help people to, with their um, web strategy. And because I'm an artist also, I was able to understand their needs. So, um, so yeah, <laughs> it was like the beginning of it, like this. <laughs> so what does the future hold for you? Are there any projects that you're hoping to get? Uh, so for the moment, I work on the Centritan installation. I wanted to do like... Uh, uh, a project with a community and art. I wanted to create uh, outside uh, murals uh, this summer with people. Uh, so yet, I don't know if it's going to be possible with everything, but uh, I'm still uh, working on this project because I really want to do something with people, like uh, learn them how to fold and use all those folding and make uh, a mural. Uh, in their neighborhood, or um, I wanted to work with um, with schools also because they need like something in you know you need something to bring people together and and I think it's a good way to to bring them together with art. So uh, yes, so the the project is Happy Wall, and uh, I'm gonna begin to work on it, but uh, for the moment just inside. <laughs> And uh, when everything is going to be all right, uh, I will be able to do it outside. I want to, you know, th thank you very much for doing this for me. I really appreciate it. I just think that the art that you're doing is so beautiful. And I was, I felt so fortunate to trip over you on the internet <laughs> because uh, it was it was just so inspirational. I, I, I went downstairs and told my wife right away. It's like, there's this woman making this beautiful paper art. You should do this too. <laughs> but uh, I really um, want to, to push people to do stuff. I, I, actually, it was the first thing I wanted to do with Miss Claudie. It was to inspire people to create uh, because I think it's really important for your health, you know, and right now it's, um, it's it's really true. Like people need art in their life, and I really want to inspire them to to do it. Also, what I do 
I don't, I'm not going to say it's, uh, it's not, um, it's easy, but everybody can do it in the way that if you start something, it can, it can lead you like anywhere. So you just need to start with something like easy and after that do something with it. So that's why I wanted to do like uh, the happy wall project because my mural are not like, um, sometimes I do something really like uh, difficult and intricate, but most of the time what I do is really easy to fold. So I wanted, I really wanted to inspire people to do it by themselves. And some people, I think they, they think that to make something you have to, to have so much stuff around you, you know, that actually you just need to, to begin and to do it maybe a little, maybe a little thing, but you just need to begin. It's the only way. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of The Creationist. If you'd like to find out more about Pauline and her artwork, please head over to misscloudy.com. You can also see photos of her work by following The Creationist podcast on Instagram and Facebook. If you'd like to comment on this episode, have suggestions for future episodes, or just want to say hi, please email thecreationistpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any friends that might be interested in this podcast, please share the link with them. Creationist is mastered in post-production by Paul Ferrand. I'm Steve Waxman, and I created this podcast. <laughs>